Well, thanks for tuning in to Braving the Night. My name's Jake Atwood, and I'll be your host this evening. If this is your first time joining the show, we are glad you're here. And if you're curious what Braving the Night is, this was a podcast that was birthed at a time when, uh, you know, the struggle was real, when things were looking a little bleak, and uh, there was a lot of negativity going on uh, around me, my life, around a lot of the people that I knew. And uh, all that being said, I just felt this call in my heart to start this uh, weekly podcast with an encouraging message. So this show isn't designed just to be feel good. This show is actually uh, coming from a place of truth and honesty, but the spin on it is going to be encouraging. And uh, we're in a time right now uh, where darkness is trying to creep in the world like it always has, where it's trying to lift its ugly head up. And friends, what we're going to do to counter that is we are going to worship the living God. We are going to serve the living God. We are going to do what the Bible says to do in the last days, and that is to come together often. And so if you're tuning into the show, this is just one tool in the arsenal that God has for you to be able to get encouragement, and that's through the Word of Christ. Um, and uh, friends, I'm just so glad you're here. Uh, tonight is episode number seven, and uh, I'm actually excited. You know, there is a lot of news going on with Afghanistan. You know, last week we were able to pray, and this week we'll pray again. But this week, friends, we're going to come at it uh, at this issue of what's going on right now in the world and in our lives uh, with praise. You know, praise breaks the spirit of heaviness. You know, because God breaks the spirit of heaviness. Beautiful Eulogy is a phenomenal group that I listen to. And they have a song called Doxology. For anyone that's curious what a doxology is, doxology is praise or glory. It's to speak in, a, in Christian worship. It's a hymn and praise of the Almighty. And uh, Odd Thomas is uh, one of the artists in that group. And the lyrics that he writ, wrote for this song goes like this. O God, full of glory and grace, open in me a fountain of faithful praise. Let it flow from the depths of my heart like great lakes. Let my soul be the sweetness that spreads its fragrance. Save me from the love of the world that you created, more than the God whose beautiful hands made it. Break me from pride and consecrate me. Make me feel the weight of my sin, sorrow, and safety. Let me sing with the saints of your great salvation and join in the songs of all creation. Let the winds obey, the oceans wave, the mountains cave. Let every star you place display grace. Let my speech do the same as the skies proclaim. Let everything that has life and breath bless your name. Let the earth be the stage where all creation aims to heaven in endless praises and adoration. And that's poetry. And that's what God calls our life to be when we're in the middle of a struggle is poetry. Even in the mess, even in the dirty of it all, even in the grime and the pain and the hurt, as Christians, we're able to fall down in beauty and we're able to get back up in beauty and it's not because we fall down in a graceful way always and it's not always because we get up in a graceful way it's because god's grace is on our life and tonight we're going to talk about paul and silas 
They were in, in a position of being locked up and bound for performing a miracle. And they chose to praise God. And God showed up. I'm feeling this, this theme that God has that he's been really trying to share is that uh, we are going through a season uh, where many of us feel that we are uh, being bound or we're being constricted. And friends, there are defining moments in our lives where the crossroads of our joy and pain meet. There are times when the only way to get out is to go through. And it's not that God wants us uh, to, to be in pain or sorrow. It's that part of the Christian life is that we are going to go through trials and tribulations. We're going to have those placed upon us uh, for no reason other than somebody else. And there's going to be times that, that we make mistakes, you know, and the old, the old saying, you know, you reap what you sow, things like that happen. But at the end of the day, we don't have to be thankful for those circumstances, but we can be thankful through those circumstances. And we see that in the story of Paul and Silas. So if we turn to Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas were going through and um, there was a, um, a woman that had a spirit of divination in her. I think it said it was the Python spirit, and basically she was causing a ruckus, and she was uh, yelling at Paul and Silas, and uh, Paul eventually came to the point where he cast that demon out, and that became a problem because in that time, uh, there was a group of people or a man that was making money off of her fortune-telling, and it messed his business up. A miracle of God, the truth that came into the world, messed this man's business up it messed his schemes of darkness up and so he says that Paul is um, you know being a menace and um, says that uh, the Roman officials ordered that Paul and Silas be stripped of their garments and beaten with rods on their bare backs and so they were punished for doing good you know we talk about in the Bible where you know we're in a time where good is considered bad and bad is considered good but friends we see that all throughout history and it ebbs and flows in different ways it's the same strategy that the enemy has it's where the enemy comes in and he and he complains about things you know because it's messing up his system his Babylonian system when the kingdom of God comes in it brings life and life more abundantly and it cuts off the head of the serpent that's exactly what Paul and Silas did, spiritually speaking. So it says, Acts 16, 23, after they were severely beaten, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them. So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet bound and chained. Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God, while all the other prisoners listened to their worship. We're going to go through hard times. That doesn't mean that we're not going to prosper. It means that as we're prospering, we will have friction in our life. And the longer I walk with God, the more value I place on praising Him, submitting to Him, in the good worshiping him 
trusting him in the bad. It's not just the mountain peak that I thank God, but it's in the valley that I thank God. And I don't always get it right, but the longer I serve God, the more I understand that he is worthy of my praise, no matter what the circumstance. We see Paul and Silas doing that in verse 25. Verse 26 says, Suddenly a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison, and all at once every prison door flung open, and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. Startled, the jailer awoke and saw every cell door standing open. So God shows up on the scene and he performs a miracle. And Paul and Silas are in jail. They got locked up. And they're singing hymns and they're singing songs. When I had mentioned earlier what a doxology is, it's that praise and glory. It's, it's to speak um, glorious words to God. And that original doxology says, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, you heavenly host. And we see God receiving honor from Paul and Silas in a time of darkness, in a time when they've been beaten and they've been hurt. We don't know how bad the wounds were. And Paul, Paul suffered a lot. And I'm sharing this tonight, friends, because we're dealing with a church in Afghanistan, an underground church that's being martyred for, for trusting and being obedient to Jesus. We're seeing a government takedown, and we're seeing a people that have been wounded. We're seeing strife and sorrow and pain. And uh, I read something the other night um, that came from a person who said they had a connection with one of the leaders in the underground church. And uh, that person um, said that, that they had received a, uh, it was either a, a phone call, I think it was a phone call, and I'm, I'm not speaking this verbatim, I'm, um, but I'm sharing just what I remember of it. And basically that person said, hey, um, they're on their way, and, uh, you know, we're ready to meet Jesus. And our children have said that we're going to essentially... Um, love Jesus till the end and it says that in the background of that phone call that they could hear screaming and and gunshots going off and my heart just went out and I wept my son was in the room uh, when I heard that and uh, he had he, had, he was hugging me on my leg and I just thought my god you know I'm going through stuff with my in our life right now and my wife and I are unified more than ever but we're going through our own battle with some um, circumstances and um, we're pushing forward and we're fighting and uh, we're walking with God and, and we've had a tough week but when I heard that my goodness it put things into perspective and I uh, had my son right there holding me on my leg just walked up at about the same time I read that message and I, and I was just weeping and and I was just like, thank you so much, God, for where we're at now. And um, thank you so much um, for who you are, God, in all of this. And to put that perspective in place of what that underground church just went through, um, 
I just couldn't help but to just stop and praise God and thank Him for His goodness. And, uh, and, and, and people hear that and they think, how can, how can you praise God after hearing someone's been mur- murdered or martyred? And it wasn't God that did that. We're praising God because we know that He's in control. And we know that just like Jesus died, He rose again on the third day and now sits at the right hand of God the Father. We know that those people are in heaven with God. And um, we don't praise God and we don't thank God for that situation. We thank God through that situation. And Paul and Silas did that. Um, God always gets the last word. Startled, the jailer awoke and saw every cell door standing open. Assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. When Paul shouted in the darkness, Stop. Don't hurt yourself. We're all still here. Isn't that wild? Paul, the prisoner, is comforting the jailer the man in authority, just as we saw Daniel in the lion's den come out of the den and say, long live the king forever, even though the king was guilty. But yet we see God empowering Saul and Paul to have integrity and walk with honor at a time where you you would think that this would be their moment to pounce but instead, this is their moment to share the gospel. It says, The jailer called for a light. When he saw that they were still in their cells, he rushed in and fell, trembling at their feet. And then he led Paul and Silas outside and asked, What must I do to be saved? And they answered, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your family. And then they prophesied the word of the Lord over this man and his family, his entire family. Now they're counseling. Now they're filling this jailer and his family up with the Word of God. And they're showing mercy and grace and forgiveness. In a moment you would think, my goodness, Paul and Silas deserve the mercy and grace. And they did receive mercy and grace. God broke the shackles off their feet unlocked him and and performed a miracle. It says in verse 33, even though the hour was late, he washed their wounds. Then he and his family were baptized. He took Paul and Silas into his home and set them at his table and fed them. Now we're seeing a relationship formed. And I just declare over this nation and over this community that God will begin doing acts like that where the people that were once our enemy God will begin to move them closer and he will begin to perform miracles and friends the thing is that we're going to see miracles in the dark we're going to see miracles in the pain we're going to see miracles in the struggle we're going to see miracles in the fight and we're going to see miracles in the victory Like I said, sometimes the only way to get out of this is to go through. And it says, The jailer and all his family were filled with joy in their newfound faith in God. And at daybreak, the magistrates sent officers to prison with orders to tell the jailer, Let those two men go. The jailer informed Paul and Silas, The magistrates have sent orders to release you, so you're free to go now.
man, what a story Paul and had. That must have been a wild night. A lot of people, they're being honest with themselves and in, in, in this last year have been knocked off their rocker. They've been wounded, have questions. A lot of people are acting as if they're still in complete control, but on the inside are hurting, don't know what's next, are scared. And this is the perfect time where we can grab a hold of God. We can hold His hand. We can look at His face. We can fellowship with Him and let that sweetness pour over. Like the Odd Thomas said, let my soul be the sweetness that spreads its fragrance. O God, full of glory and grace, open in me a fountain of faithful praise. Let it flow from the depths of my heart like great lakes. Let my soul be the sweetness that spreads its fragrance. I think a lot of people in this season are beginning to find their calling. And I'll raise my hand to that. A lot of people, because they're going through this complicated time and this hard time, they're actually seeking truth and they're asking the right questions. And God is right there ready to answer them. And He's always been there. But now we're in a position where we're ready to receive, we're ready to hear. This is going to date me a little bit. But, uh, you know, the first episode of this podcast, I shared the band Delirious. And um, it was one of the first uh, bands I listened to when I gave my life to Jesus. Um, One of the first albums that I bought was uh, Delirious King of Fools. Martin Smith is the lead singer. And um, I was listening to a song last night called August 30th. And uh, it's kind of funny, we're sitting here at August 27th tonight, but August 30th was the name of the song. And on the Wikipedia page, it says, On August 30th, 1995, Martin, his wife Anna, and bassist John were involved in a near-fatal car accident. John and Anna were unhurt, but Martin was hospitalized for several weeks with broken bones. While in the hospital... Smith went through a period of depression before making a decision to become a full-time musician. And I had heard that song over and over and over again. I'll share the lyrics with you here in a minute. But I remember just being a young man listening to August 30th over and over again. And uh, there's just so many points of it that, that I liked, but I didn't know the story behind it. And all these years, I never looked it up. It says, before making the decision to become a full-time musician, at this point, Delirious was conceptually born. The band changed its name in January 1996, and they began to start work recording their new album. And so Martin sounds like he was going through some depression. I don't know why, but I know that it, uh, you know, could have been from 
you know, partly from the uh, accident that he was in, but maybe there was some stuff that was underlying that, you know, he was in, in that hospital bed able to just lay there and he had time to think about. It. I'm not sure, but I know it was in that, that darkness, that, that time of depression that it, apparently he, he reached out to God and apparently he made a decision uh, to become a full-time musician. And there are defining moments in our lives where the crossroads of our joy and pain meet. And there are times when the only way to get out is to go through. Sounds like Martin made a decision to go through and he came out on the other end, a musician. And that band um, went on, they've gone on to save, I don't know how many thousands of people in the kingdom, uh, you know, bringing people to Jesus. That's powerful. And that's why I say that maybe you're listening tonight and you're going through a struggle, you're going through a dark time, you've been feeling the pain, and God is just saying, hey, hey, look to me, reach out to me, pray to me. And God is asking you, to give him your hand and maybe perhaps God is getting ready to redefine your life getting ready to take you out of the job that you've been in and place you in a new position where you're where you're going to have more magnitude more of a platform you're going to be able to have more authority and power to begin walking out the calling of your life Like I said, this podcast was birthed in a time where I was just weighing out the heaviness of everything that I had heard. And I was like, God, what can I do? And there's a lot more that God had asked me to do than just the podcast. But one of the things out of all that came the podcast. You know, we moved up here to Bangor, Maine to help launch a church, which has been absolutely exciting. And it's been an adventure and and we're seeing lives get rocked. We're seeing people come to know Jesus. And so that's been great. But there was something else where God was just calling me to do this podcast. And in the middle of an hour where things were heavy. And, um, you know, we're blessed to be a blessing. The jailer informed Paul and Silas, and the magistrates have sent orders to release you so you're free to go. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that God is saying in this season, hey, that thing that's been holding you down, you're free to go. Whatever it is that, that, that you felt has pinned you on your back, he's going to flip you over and put you in a position of authority. In fact, you see in verse 37, it says, But Paul told the officers, Look, they had beaten us in public without a fair trial, and we are Roman citizens. Do you think we're just going to walk quietly away after they threw us in prison and violated all of our rights? Friends, there is a time where God does call us to lay down our life for our, for our neighbor and says that's one of the most compassionate, loving things we can do. 
And there are times where God says to draw a line in the sand and to define that line. And Paul was compassionate to that guard. He stayed in that prison cell so that that guard wouldn't be killed or beaten or whatever would happen to him. And because Paul submitted in that situation to, the, to what God was calling him to do, that guard and that guard's entire family was saved. But we see Paul go on to, to step forward in authority. Now Paul's in a situation where he's dealing with the legalities of the government. And Paul is a Roman citizen, and because he's a Roman citizen, he knows his rights and has specific rights. And so Paul says, hey, we're, gonna, you know, we're going to move forward with this, but we're going to move forward with a different strategy. So the Holy Spirit leads him in a, in a different direction. Now Paul is still giving honor where honor is due. But now Paul is walking with authority in a different way. And he says, do you think we're just going to walk quietly away after they threw us in prison and violated all of our rights? Absolutely not. You go back and tell the magistrates that they need to come down here themselves and escort us out. When the officers went back and reported what Paul and Silas had told them, the magistrates were frightened. Especially upon hearing that they had beaten two Roman citizens without due process. Magistrates knew the law. Paul knew the law. Paul was an extremely educated man in, in the law, the Jewish law, and it sounds like as a citizen. It says, so they went to the prison and apologized to Paul and Silas, begging them repeatedly, saying, please leave our city. So Paul and Silas left the prison and went back to Lydia's house, where they met with the believers and comforted and encouraged them before departing. Friends, God's asking different people to step up in different ways. For some, he's calling us into the sphere of ministry, specifically within um, the church. All of us have a ministry, by the way, but there's different spheres. Some of us he's calling into the education sector. Some of us he's calling into the medical sector. Some of us he's calling into the government sector. Some of us he's calling into the business sector. All of this is a ministry, and each one operates differently based on, you know, the rules of the government or the rules of the land, the law of the land. However, the kingdom's able to interject into all of those areas and bring life and life more abundantly. And Paul was aware of that. Paul made a point just to let those people know something. Hey, listen, I'm aware of what you did. And as a Roman citizen, I have a right. And as we walk out on mission with Jesus and serve our city, and make disciples of all nations. God is going to teach you the language of the land where you won't have to water down the gospel or diminish the gospel, but rather you'll be able to rise up with authority because you are going to be able to carry a discernment and wisdom like Paul did in that moment. And all of it's in hopes of reconciliation. I want to share the lyrics of that delirious song with you. Tonight I just feel it on my heart to just praise God. And, and uh, like Paul and Silas did, to, to just, you know, share lyrics with you. And if you're able to, you know, uh, pause this podcast at any time and listen to that beautiful eulogy song it's called doxology 
and uh, I like hip hop. Not gonna lie, I like a whole lot of hip hop. And beautiful eulogy is uh, they are one of the best groups out there that I've found regarding hip hop. And there's a lot of them. Beautiful eulogy is just one of them, um, but they just put together sound theology in their music, and um, I can't help but um, share them. And another song, obviously, is Delirious, August 30th, and um, the lyrics go like this. Thank you for the chance to live again. I will run always for you. Clouds had gathered all around my head, but these hands, they lifted me, and I'll tell of this love that saved me. Thank you for the chance to live again. I will run always for you. Walking closer, you are all I have in this world, only you. And I'll tell of this love that saved me, and I'll wait for this light to break. I'll come to you, yes, I'll run to you, and I'll wait for this light to break. I'll run to you, yes, I'll come to you, I'll be one with you. Braving the night. The hope of this podcast is to be able to reach people who are in the middle of their struggle and in the middle of their fight, in the middle of a dark time. But like these lyrics said, and I'll wait for this light to break, and I'll come to you, yes, I'll run to you. My hope and prayer is that when people listen to the episodes of this show, and no matter what you're going through, that you'll be able to walk out connected with God, with hope, encouraged, a fresh wind, a new perspective, something that you were able to grab a hold of. Because you have value. God created you. And that means you inherently have value, that you're of worth. When God created you in this time, 2021, August 27th, as hard as these times are, no matter what's going on in these times, God has positioned you in such a way in this time that there's something within you that is supposed to be part of this puzzle that is supposed to bring um, light to this darkness. And when you connect with God and you give your life to Jesus, He activates that. He fulfills that calling. He assures that you'll be able to walk on the path that He's uh, designed for you. And so if you're listening to this podcast tonight, you know, and you don't know who this Jesus is, you don't know who this God is, then I'd invite you into this prayer. The Bible says that if you'll confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, that Jesus will save you. And you'll hear that prayer said many different ways, but the gist of it is, is Jesus, I confess that you are Lord and Savior and that I'm a sinner that I've gone off the path that you created, that I'm, I've made mistakes. But if I receive you, I'll be forgiven of that. And so today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. 
the Savior part means that He uh, literally saves you, and the Lord part means that you that, that He has authority in your life now, and that you follow Him, and that you submit and obey to Him. And that word submit isn't a bad thing. I have found more life on the narrow walk with God. I have found more abundance on the narrow path with God than I ever did walking in every direction that I could prior to Him. That's one of the mysteries of the kingdom is that when you lose your life, you gain it. It's wild. This kingdom of God is wild. And like Paul and Silas, we know we're going to go through struggles. But we can have a confident expectation that no matter what happens on this earth, the enemy can't take what God has given us, and God has given us eternal life. And that no matter what happens, that we're going to be able to meet Jesus on the other side of eternity one day. And while we're here, he's got a job for us. He's got a mission for us. And he needs us to walk with him right now. And there's people that need you to follow Jesus. Why? Because they need to know this Jesus. And you just happen to be a possibility of how they meet Jesus. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, you heavenly host. God, I just lift up every listener tonight, and I thank you for every listener. I thank you for that person that's given their life to you, Jesus, or those people that have chosen to give their life to you. And I pray for any person that's in the middle of that struggle right now that hasn't been able to see clearly that that has felt like they're losing hope I ask now would your Holy Spirit move on their behalf Lord would you revive them Father God would you surround them with the peace that passes all understanding would you embolden them and strengthen them God We ask for these things, Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen. Well, friends, if you've tuned in to the show tonight for the first time and you haven't uh, given us a like on Facebook or um, haven't uh, subscribed to any of the podcast platforms, uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify, uh, we are on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and um, your Facebook page is Braving the Night Podcast. If you'd be willing to like that page, you know, leave a comment, leave some positive feedback. That really helps this show to get spread, to go further and farther and wider. Um, or if you'd be willing to just share it personally, that would really help out a lot. And so, as always, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. And as always, till next time.